0: Well, hello, everybody. Hey, my name is Dr. Tina Chosik, and I'm coming to you on behalf of the Wellness and uh, Tough Times team, uh, a part of the UNL Extension Program to help um, our rural folks kind of with uh, issues that are, they're going through, um, and especially during this difficult time of COVID. And so today, uh, I'm going to talk to you about how you're coping. And um, the title of this talk is COVID-19 Go Away, uh, because I don't know about you, but I am really tired of COVID-19. I'm coming to you from my house, because that's where um, I am working now, um, which actually has some really good things attached to it. So we'll talk kind of about some of the challenges, but we also want to talk about some of the good things um, and how we're dealing with all of this. And so let's start the conversation. So part of my job, um, I am an associate professor at UNK, and I teach in the Counseling and School Psychology Department. Um, I also am the director of uh, a program at UNMC called BEACON, which stands for the Behavioral Health Education Center of Nebraska. And basically, I get to do lots of fun things um, and work with uh, students and and teach students how to do behavioral health counseling and services um, and get more folks out into um, rural Nebraska who can be providers. And so I am a rural girl at heart. Um, Actually, where I'm coming to you from is a very, very small town in South Central Nebraska. Um, There's 300 people (laughs) that live in the town. And um, I I always joke, my front door is a cornfield and my back door is the city hall where all the the farmers uh, gather every morning to have coffee. Um, And so I get to enjoy their dogs coming (laughs) over into my yard, (laughs) which is awesome. Um and so I I grew up actually out in the Panhandle And um, more from a ranching uh, background. And um, I just loved that way of life. And so when I went off to college, um, I knew that I could not be in a big city. Um, And Kearney to me uh, is the big city, and that's where I went to school. So after we graduated, my husband and I found a a nice uh, small community um, where we were really taken in and. I had a lot of support from all the folks. And of course, everybody around here ranches um, and farms. Actually, more farmers than really livestock folks. But... So growing up, I have really strong rural roots, and I really wanted to, you know, continue to somehow be connected to agriculture. And so what I get to do then is now uh, provide behavioral health services and uh, specialize within the ag community. Um, I just think it's so important, um, you know, that we understand kind of the the rural culture and um, how to help folks when they're going through some of the, the struggles and the tough times. Um, and so really, there's only two reasons that I really like to go to Omaha or Lincoln. And those reasons are my kids. Um, I've lost a couple of my kids to the big city. I'll admit they went off to school and found spouses and um, stayed kind of in the big city. But I I always joke that, uh, you know, you can move a rural girl to the city, but she doesn't lose her rural roots. And my daughter and her husband actually um, live on an acreage um, on the outskirts of Bellevue and they have a, um, uh, their front yard is a pasture and they have, um, they have all kinds of animals. You had chickens and sheep and, um, uh, ducks and <laughs> who knows, I, I think they're going to branch out and maybe have get some goats. So they kind of live in the, 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 in a urban area, but they're rural, they're rural folks. And my son in law runs a, like a sawmill tree mill kind of, um, business. And so, one of the, the the reasons I bring that up is we, you know we've really gone through some tough times. Um, and over the last year, two years, actually. It's been really just tough in um, in rural Nebraska with the ag background. And one of the things that impacted us was the flooding. And um, where they lived got flooded, but, but they were also at the time getting married and their venue got flooded on the river. And so, we got to have their wedding in the middle of the pasture. And we had a couple of fun guests, which were their um, sheep, Penny and Jenny, <laughs> got to join us on the wedding. Um, and so, we call it the city ranch. So, I, I just I I think that um, you know it's such a privilege to be able to to live in in the area that we do, and so but there's also a lot of challenges and you know this last like I say two years we've really had some challenges and and I'm just like can we catch a break please, you know it, starting off with with the flooding the bomb cyclone the blizzard out in the Panhandle it was just a really tough um, time and you know weather event for for already hurting and struggling um ranchers and and farmers and and you guys know that i mean you're right in the thick of it um and so we've had that we've had so many different kinds of challenges that now we run up on this whole covid thing and that is also challenging us to be um take a look at at how we're dealing with things and, you know, I guess really be honest with ourselves. How are we handling it all? How are we coping with it? And so um, the rains, you know, the flooding came and, and um, the land sure, you know, took a hit from that all the way from the river um, over on the Eastern side of the state, you know, to the Northern part of the state when the ice jams and the the dam broke um, and then in the, Uh, panhandle where we had the blizzards and, and folks were digging out their cattle and trying to protect, you know, the, during the calving season. Um, My family has a a ranch and and cattle um, up there, and it was just a really, really tough time trying to keep the livestock cared for, and so we've gone through some really difficult times, like this whole natural huge disaster within the last year, Um, and then you layer that on, right, to an already hurting kind of situation, and Farmers and ranchers, um, you know, you guys know that that you're so impacted by things that are outside of your control, Um, you know, things like the weather events um, that we have. And so rains, you know, that just kept coming over the summer and kept the ground is just so soggy. Um, and you know, hail at the wrong time, wiping out the crops. Um, and you know, there's also things mother nature throws at us such as pests and disease. And so, you know, that is something that you can't control. And so it just makes for a really stressful, stressful time. And then if we dig even further, and I'm really sounding like a Debbie Downer here. Um, but you look at the, you know, the, the economy and, and the farm and ranch reports and how, um, how it's the financial situation looks um, that also can lead to a lot of kind of feelings of hopelessness and helplessness because there's so much financial instability and COVID is really layering that upon layers um, right now. And prices are dropping a lot of folks have negative um, income and, you know, it it, always operating out of a sense of, of, you know, debt load is just very stressful. And the, The thing when we have disasters like we did, a lot of times the disaster aid in no way meets the needs, you know, to operate, continue to operate um, and recover those losses that have happened. You know, and the other thing that's so outside of um, control is like government policies and global policies and things that impact um the market and the outlet for, for the product. And, you know, I'm definitely not an expert on that end of it. I, I just know that I hear and see a lot of people who are hurting. Um, and, you know, a lot of people who have to look at bankruptcy and, you know, losing things that they've built their whole life for. And I, I sincerely, um, you know, my heart hurts for those folks. And if, if you're one of them, just want to tell you, just keep hanging on, you know, um, and hopefully, But, you know, there can be people that come alongside and and help and, and get things kind of whatever the solution might be you know, to just to get through this really difficult time. You know, the other thing that when I think about my farm and ranch um, friends is just all the different stressors in terms of the job. And, you know, most folks who are um, farming or ranching, a lot of times at least one of the the people on the farm work off the farm to have, you know, benefits and steady income. Um, And, you know, then they continue also to work on the farm. So they have two jobs. And a lot of times, you know, if you're the wife of a farmer, a rancher, um, or, you know, you're kind of the the female presence, if you will, you also then um, become almost the the de facto behavioral health support person, you know, the the counselor for the family because of, you know, a lot of times women are the nurturers and, and, um, you know, deal with a lot of the family problems and and, uh, emotional things that, that crop up. And so there's just, there's a lot of stress, um, that can happen and, and a lot of family stress. So one of the things that's unique to the, of course, to the industry is this whole idea of succession planning. And, you know, it's not just what's on paper, but it's also people's, um, you know, their, their emotions and their feelings and their meaning and all sorts of things that get tied up into that. Um, my husband's family, um, they, they have a lot of, um, uh, going through a lot of these things with elderly grandparents and, you know, who's going to take over the farm and what does that look like? And that's caused a lot of, you know, stress and, and difficulty within the family. And, you know, somebody um, who doesn't work the land or, or have the land or the ties to the land, just, they don't have that level, you know, where people are fighting over their office right um, after they leave or retire from their job. And so um, it. Agriculture is so personal. Everything becomes personal. We live where we work, we play, it's all, we're family, it's all tied up in the same um, thing, which is great. I mean, it makes our way of life awesome that you can do that. But it does also present some challenges. So we've had all of these kind of natural disaster, the flooding and all that. And then we have the normal stressors. And now we're going to layer on another natural disaster, which is COVID. And um, COVID has some unique, I think, impacts for folks who are rural and um, working in agriculture. Um, Of course, right now, um, the big worry is, uh, of course, the economy and the ag economy and what it's going to do to the ag economy and not having outlets for, um, you know, the product with with the terrible crisis we're in with the meatpacking plants and how that's spreading and impacting that industry. Um, I know I went over to the grocery store the other day to buy some meat, and I was just absolutely shocked at how much it was. And um, you know that supply chain is just really being disrupted. Um, and I know that it's not the farmers and ranchers on the other end that's getting all of that you know extra money that we're paying for meat um, or milk or whatever it is at the store. Um, and so that's going to create you know some extra financial challenges um, for folks as their product is, you know, not going to be able to get as much for it as what you had in the past. And, you know, uh, paying employees can be difficult. Um, You know, maybe being off the farm, you've lost some jobs as well. So it's really financially, I think, difficult, not to mention if somebody in your family is ill or not feeling well or has, you know, contracted the virus. That's a huge stress, you know, and how do we keep everybody safe, um, you know, when we all live together. And then there's, so there's just a lot of increased family stress on top of, you know, normal day-to-day stuff that you do. The kids are home now, right? And we're going to have another webinar here about like, um, I'm, the kids are driving me crazy. What do I do? Because we're not used to, you know, now being teachers and um, all the other things that we have to do because we cannot we have to be physically distant, and so covid nineteen I just really say go away we 've had enough right? the ag community has had an absolute enough of all of these natural disasters and there is there is a cycle that that we go through in terms of disaster recovery in um, you know there's lots of things that happen but a cycle in terms of our emotional well-being and how we handle things and so the pre-disaster um, phase which is you know we're waiting for it to happen In in Nebraska we waited quite a while for the for COVID to really hit us because we're in the middle of the country um, and so we had this kind of sense of impending doom Um, And so, you know, emotionally, we're just kind of in a wait and see period, maybe a little bit anxious. um, But then when it hits, and like it has, then we kind of go into action. And there's this um, phase that's called the heroic phase, where we just get down to business, we get things done, right, we get the masks, we sew the masks, we make sure that things are clean and that we've taken care of what we need to take care of. And the communities, especially with the flood, you saw this a lot, communities kicking into gear, you know, doing sandbagging, helping out neighbors, moving cattle, all kinds of things, you know, after it hit to, to be helpful. So our communities come together and, and we get close and, and tighter. Um, and that's really kind of what they would call the honeymoon period. So everything is great, you know, in, in terms of we're working through this together. Um, we're going to get through it. Um, you know, we had a saying in, um, with the flood, which was, you know, Nebraska strong. And, you know, but but we'll get through this as Nebraskans because we are strong and resilient, right? And we still have that. And that's just a really good thing that we come together. Um, and, but then hits what we call the disillusionment stage. So as time goes on and we continue to deal with the problems and, you know, with the flooding, it was continuing to deal with the aftermath of, you know, uh, sand, um, all over in, in the, in the fields and not being able to use the land or pumping the water out, um, dealing with kind of not being able to plant, um, you know, when it was time because it was so wet and planting late and just a lot of, you know, repair of things. Um, and, And, you know, the realities of mold and all kinds of stuff, we just start getting kind of wore out and emotionally that's the time of the most, the emotional lows is when we're going through that. And, Now we're layering another kind of tragedy on top of it, which is COVID. And now we're going through more things. And so that's why I think we get really concerned with how people are dealing with it and um, how they're coping with it. Hence, why we're doing these um, uh, webinars and podcasts for you to take a look at. So, what we want to get to is the reconstruction or the new beginning, where we've worked through the grief, um, we've come to terms with what's happening, and we really get into a new normal, right? And um, that's what we hope to get to soon. Um, and there will be setbacks, of course. Every, you know, something will happen and it'll push us back a little ways. But we want to get to where we're more on an emotional even keel rather than you know the highs of the honeymoon and the heroic stage to the lows of all the disillusionment stage we want to get to kind of a normal um even even keel kind of you know that we feel like we have control of life again um or at least what we can control and that is what i call the anxiety control factor and so you know we as humans want to do as much as we can to control things right it's innate in us um you know we want to Make sure that we, you know, are kind of like captains of our own ship, and, and that we can control things. And um, a lot of times, we find that it's outside of our control. And I think ranchers and farmers know that the best. You know, you can't control the weather. Um, you have to roll with punches and be ready to to quickly change at any time. You know, make make a plan B because plan A didn't work out. And so, part of um, what we need to sort through is what can we can control. And what can we not, right? What do we need to let go of? Because the more we feel out of control and the more we try to control things that aren't ours to control, the more anxious we feel, the more that can lead to depression um, and stress. And um, where we don't want it to go is people feeling so... Um, low that um, taking their own life is, is, uh, seems like a good idea. Um, And so, you know, that's when people are depressed for a long period of time, that's, that's kind of what starts to happen. And so we don't want, we don't want to, you know, leave on that note. Um, there are many, many things that we can do and how we cope with all of this stuff going on between the floods and just the nature of, of agriculture and the work that, that you do and, uh, and now COVID. And so the next part of the, the series here that you're going to hear about is you're going to hear about how you can cope with this in a better way and how you can come at it Um, so stay tuned and take a listen to the next part where we're going to talk about some healthy coping things and, um, make COVID-19, I guess, go away, (laughs) even though we can't get rid of it, we can make it have less impact in our life.